0: everybody how's it going this is jared here with the halt resume i am here with one of my more interesting traders uh he has my favorite name of anybody i've ever met in the trading community and he goes by donkey face how's it going
1: uh it's it's great man thank you for having me
0: hey happy to have you happy to have you so we're gonna touch a little bit um what got you into trading so much but uh is there anything you want to say about who you are or uh, any promotions or anything you have
1: uh I I will, I do have one promotion. I can't share any of the details about it, but I will leave it as um, I've got a um, mentorship program, not necessarily that I'm running, uh, but that's being formed. um, And it's, it's a never been done before type program. So very excited about that.
0: Well, I will leave your Twitter in the description. Okay. And uh when it comes out, we'll uh of course shout it out to as many people as I can, yeah, because perfect. uh as it goes here, I want to have um profitable and consistent people, especially in the stock market as traders, on the podcast and uh I think you've proven that
1: so, yeah it's it, it's a roller coaster, but as long as it's always working uh back up, you'll be fine, yeah um, yeah, yeah, and you can call me Robert uh or Donkey face, whatever whatever suits your fancy. Um, But yeah, Robert is the name. uh, Donkey face is the handle. So So why
0: donkey face? I think that's honest to God been my first question ever since I've seen you in any room. Okay,
1: this it's, it's, well, it's hilarious for starters. And, you know, I think uh, not taking yourself so seriously as a trader is one of the key ingredients to having a good uh, mental approach to trading. So, um, you know, there's, there's more, to that name than just a silly name with a an amazing picture i mean that's picture a beautiful picture. like let's let's be honest it's amazing uh so one of my best friends who is probably the most brilliant technical analyst i've ever met his son uh matthew uh and i were teasing each other i was giving him a hard time and he called me donkey face and ever since then that became my nickname at scott's house um and then when i started trading um again professionally scott and i were kind of uh doing some things together um or he was at least teaching me some of the stuff that he knew uh, i wouldn't say we were doing it together but um okay he uh he made me a logo that was donkey face investment company um, so that's the first layer of, of the name. Uh, it gets a little deeper than that, but I'll leave that for another, uh, another time.
0: That's perfectly fine. So, uh, you kind of said it, it sounds like your friend got you into trading. Um, when you were close no, to uh, oh. so,
1: so about 12 years ago, um, I was in a position, uh, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur, uh, as well. Um, perfect. And about twelve years ago, I was in. I was running a um, a business uh, that I was in with with my dad, Um, and it was. We were kind of at a place in the business where everything that I was doing had become somewhat automated. It wasn't taking me too too much time to accomplish all the goals with that with that business, Um, and. I was making a little bit of money for the first time in my life. Um, I guess I was about 26. Um, And I started, you know, I've hired a financial advisor. And, you know, I asked the same question. I think everybody who hires a financial advisor asks, if you're so good at handling money, why do you need my money to handle? Um, I think we've All all asked that at some point of our financial advisor. And I didn't like the answer he gave me. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to learn how to trade fell in love with it. Learned everything I could possibly learn. Um, decided I was going to do it for a career and had this incredible, I don't know if you're familiar with the Dunning Kruger curve, but I had this, uh, I had this incredible, tell it, tell your audience to go Google the Dunning Kruger curve.
0: You're telling them right now.
1: All right. So y'all go Google the Dunning Kruger curve. It's gonna apply to basically everything um that you attempt to learn in your life. And it's it's I wish I had known about this as I was learning everything. So what happens when you're new to a skill set for me in this scenario? Never mind, was,
0: I know this. Yep.
1: Yeah. So Mount Stupid, right? Um so at the beginning of my trading career, I have all the you know, this fresh newness of knowledge and education. I mean, I killed it and, and I'm not going to share any specific numbers or anything, but I turned a measly little $10,000 account into some ungodly numbers.
0: Comfortable living.
1: Oh yeah. I could have, re- you know, I could have retired, um, you know, and at least lived at the trailer park for free for the rest of my life. or something. <laughs> Um, so it, I had this, um, this insane success right out of the gates. Now, I mean, I was, I was following rules and I had a system and, you know, I had done all of that part. Um, and then I had, and, and you know, I was about a year and a half or two years into it. And then near the end of that, um, I mean, I had a month that that was just, I mean, almost lost 30% of my account.
0: Yeah, that's or, a that's a
1: rough month. In a month, it didn't it didn't go to zero, which um, a lot of people have that story. Um, but I lost. I, I kind of fell out of love with it. I had lost control and felt stupid. And you know, I it, it went from I had a system and I was disciplined and had an edge to I was scared, anxious, uh, didn't trust anything, and I knew I was. It, it, it went from. A business to gambling, and I didn't like the way it felt. Um, I never stopped learning technical analysis, and I've always kept an interest, you know, stayed up on all the YouTube stuff and, you know, some paid education and whatnot along the way, but I wasn't doing it. Uh, I, there was definitely not a daily grind to it. Um, and I took all of my money and started another business. So, I mean, I had literally n- no money invested other than in my business. So all of my money was completely out of the market, Uh, yet I never stopped paying attention to it. So I had about a a two-and-a-half or three-year run where I was trying to trade uh, professionally um, and then switched gears, started a new business, um, got ridiculously obsessed with golf, um, got really, really good at golf, Uh, started teaching golf as my other business was kind of on the rocks but it wasn't going out of business it just wasn't uh able to pay me so much so I started teaching golf in my garage uh five years into that I was sustaining myself on golf uh very very nicely um you know making over six figures teaching golf out of a really cool studio in a warehouse not at a private country club or anything like that I had a an a web-based kind of model. I had a retainer program, and basically, I had a membership where people would pay me a certain amount for access to me as their coach. Um, you really
0: are a serial serial entrepreneur, there. Yeah, and and I'm leaving a lot of the
1: stuff, the the main stuff out. Trading never left during all of this, or or at least technical analysis knowledge growth never ceased during all of this. It's always been my passion ever since that first dance with it uh, about 12 years, 12 to eight years ago. Um, so then Corona happened, you know, and I'm, I'm leaving a lot of the details out. There were some other trading stories in there.
0: Yeah, no, um, that's fine.
1: So, you know, Corona happened. And I guess that's about 23 weeks ago. I think that sounds right. Five months ago, maybe six months ago was when, you know, everybody shut down. Yeah. It's about um, that time. And I'll leave out all the other details, you know, some of my experience with options and some of my experience with penny stocks. And, like, I'll leave that part of the story out because this is where it gets really interesting to me. Um, so, the like, day one of Corona, you could basically take my booming golf business and cut it in half.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: So, I went from six figures to way less than six figures in, like, the blink of an eye. Uh,
0: no golf being played?
1: Yeah, yeah. Me playing golf has long since been retired, but um, um, the coaching golf was definitely it was done. Like I say, done. It was cut in half, and there was there was no uh, strategy presenting itself to weather the Corona storm with golf. You know, people were cutting out the luxury items because they were losing jobs, and you know, people aren't going to pay three hundred and fifty bucks for access to some golf guy that they don't know personally um, when they're worried about feeding their kids, you know, like golf's out. Sorry. yeah. Um, so that kind of, and then the social distancing stuff. So I didn't just have the, the retainer program. I was also teaching hourly lessons like every other golf coach uh, that went to zero because people were social distancing. Nobody was going to be, um, you know, coming into my little, you know uh no windows inside studio like that is yeah. the opposite of social distancing um so yeah that that got cut down to nothing uh almost immediately with this so long story short um i took it as an omen to start trading again you know i had some expendable income at the, at this point enough to at least give it another go um but i had a new plan for this time around cuz this was this was i would call this my legitimate second try at trading professionally okay uh and me and my buddy kind of went into it a little bit together he wanted to do it too we were together but separate like he he wasn't actually advising me or anything we were just kind of doing it doing the project together um separate projects but doing it together um and i learned a lot from him about uh Uh, patterns and things that i I had been introduced to but uh, he's he has definitely got to be the best i've ever seen do it um uh then you know i i uh the the fire was relit on learning as much as possible and when 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 robert when donkey face says he's gonna learn something it's not like a normal person i sleep maybe two to three hours a
0: night oh okay Uh, you're one of those all in learn everything you can people oh
1: yeah 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 like uh in the last 23 weeks i've probably i'm not even gonna guess but but let's just say it's an average of 10 hours a day of education slash trading slash journaling all of it 100 percent trading nothing but trading all trading because i need the seat time you know I've, I've kept the education going but i haven't had the clicking buttons with money in the game yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Going. So day one of 23 weeks ago, um, again, I'll leave the numbers out, but um, let's just say I've I've hit all of my goals since that first day, but it has been a wild roller coaster of of not necessarily technical analysis or strategy changes in that sense, but in which vehicles I'm using to apply the strategy. Um so, uh, typical for beginning, let's put that in quotes, typical for beginning traders. You don't have enough money in your account to trade, say Apple.
0: Yeah. You, you know, yeah, cause, yeah. cause
1: you can only buy like three shares of it. So if it Especially moves up, 10 bucks, you know, if it moves up 10 bucks, you made $30. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Cool. That's not going to work. Um, so, you know, you find an interest in, in the penny stocks cause you can leverage more shares. Sadly, Um,
0: that's where people go.
1: Right Um, now, my first run at trading it was all futures contract. I literally didn't trade anything but futures, Nasdaq, S and P, the the Dow, um, the Russell. Yeah, just just
0: all future contracts. Yeah, gold, gas, whatever, and
1: all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, And you know, I'm not an accountant or anything, but there's some serious tax advantages to trading futures. Uh, Traders really need to look into that. Um,
0: Don't now be noted. It,
1: it, it can get out of control when it goes against you when you're trading future contracts. But it, I mean, it, it works just like any other chart as well. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some tax advantages to, to trading futures. They uh, handle the, um, the gains differently. Uh, ask your accountant about that if you're interested. Um, I am definitely not that guy, <laughs> okay. um, So, and I'm not going to give any tax advice or anything other than you should look into that. Um, Yeah. So, all right. So fast forward 23 weeks ago, Corona starts, uh, Roberts, not to talk about myself in the third person. I'm, I'm 100% all in trading. I've got, I got the setup. I've got the monitors. I'm doing it literally in my living room. Uh, at the coffee table sitting on the ground like finding this zen space or whatever um and you know I was having the, the roller coaster of success. I wasn't losing money um but the swings were were pretty big, you know, I'd have a I'd have an amazing day and think I was invincible and then lose it all back the next day. Um thankfully it never went bad first and i I have never had to refund my account or anything like that um but i've definitely given away massive gains more than once um which i think every trader goes through at least once or twice yeah but you were able to
0: protect your capital
1: yeah 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 i i I never went you know the numbers are ambiguous but let's say i had fifteen thousand dollars i would always go up before i would be you know it never went to ten (laughs)
0: yeah yeah you were never it it would go to 20 and then back to
1: 15 like i don't know how many times i've done that but um and it's it's funny uh not to get off topic but it's funny because you know you can grind your ass off excuse my french there uh you, you you can grind your ass off for five days of perfect trading and then lose it all back on one bad trade
0: without a doubt in my mind i have done that so many times and it's,
1: it's, you know, you gotta, you ought to write this down and, and highlight it. Um, and this is true for life too. So y'all pay attention to this one. Um, a good reputation can be ruined with one immoral mistake. Um, if people find out about it. Uh, so the same thing applies to your trading account. You can educate yourself and be the most disciplined person ever grow your account. And then all of a sudden think you're smarter or better than somebody you'll lose it all right back. So it's, it works the same as your reputation and in, in your business life or your personal life as well. So you need a system at the end of the day that protects you from your own, um, you know, the dark angels sitting on your shoulder. You need a system that protects you from your own evil yeah, we all are yeah. we all are going to fight ego and impulsivity and we all like the juice if you say you don't like the juice you're lying to yourself about trading
0: I 1000 percent. this we, is the most addicting thing in the world we all
1: want to hit on that you know 13 on the roulette wheel with the 35 to 1 odds we all want to try that and we all want to put more on the table to try that But if you know anything about expected value, no matter if you play 13 black or double zero, the casino is going to make 53 cents for every dollar that's spent in a roulette wheel. You don't have better odds of winning money by playing black over 13. It's all about position size. You will lose 53 cents per dollar you spend. If you've, you play enough that's how much you'll lose
0: that's a stat and a half i never knew
1: yeah it's it's like 53.5 whatever cents per dollar they make the casino makes the same amount of money on any individual number as they do on double zero black or red given enough reps and you know they've yeah. got the bank they've got the bank account to see the variance play out
0: yeah, they they have the money within you know X amount of dollars. They're expecting.
1: That's exactly right. So, uh, and and you know that that's that's to me. If if I could do this in reverse, or if I was teaching a beginner, um, short of the the first thing I would teach somebody to do is improve their their mindset before they ever even learned the first thing about technical analysis. You need to develop the right mental approach before you dive in. If you can do that first, the technical analysis will be easy to learn. Because there's, there's 100,000 different strategies that can be profitable. Oh, yeah. So, but there's only one way, and I'm stealing this from a mentor of mine. There's only one way to approach trading. And you have, it, it would be very beneficial to learn that first. And then you figure out what technical analysis you want to apply. Um, so that would be the first thing is improving somebody's mental approach before they ever even learned how to trade. The the very next sector or simultaneously, if not the second thing I would teach them is what expected value is. Take audit a class on, you know, the greater courses or some app on your phone or find it on YouTube or whatever. Learn what the crap expected value is. If you don't know what expected value is, don't even try to trade.
0: Yeah. um, I I mean, as you said, we touched on it and you touched on it pretty heavily. You can find technical analysis on anything and apply any strategy to whatever, but if you're not knowing where, where the stock's expected to go based on the criteria and you don't especially have the mental game to be able to deal with it, Mm -hmm. it's uh it's a little rough to be a trader because you know you could say oh i'm gonna buy at this breakout point because it's hitting a new area but i mean you know been there what's it done when it was there before
1: it, it depends on what type of trader you are you know if people have this distaste for scalping uh i don't i have a giant affection for scalping because i think it's the most intense shortest time frame of trading that there is um I think people's distaste for scalping is because they don't have the the speed of mental cognition uh, or processing pattern recognition at that, at that small of a uh, time frame to handle the speed of it. So they develop a distaste for scalping. Um, you know, if you're scalping and you're having small wins, you need to have a giant win rate. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, if you're a breakout pattern trader if you will, or, you know, if you're, you know, watch the movie, the big short or something, those guys are trying to hit home runs. Well, that's fine. You just have to be able to withstand a whole bunch of losses and right. then let your giant winner win.
0: Yeah. I mean, even in the big short they the one firm almost went out of business because they were taking in so much debt based mm-hmm. on trying to shorten mm-hmm. the housing market. Whereas, and I mean, this is, you said you call base hits and home runs. Even in baseball, you know, you can have a team hit five home runs. But if the other team has 30 hits in the game, the 30 hit team is going to win. Even if they're all singles, they're going to drive in more people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's, and it's okay. Be whichever one you want to be. That's fine. You need to learn that as a trader. You need to learn what your preferred style is. I would think that most beginners can't handle a lot of losses just mentally. Yeah. But, and and even more so for their account. Um but you you need to know which style you are, whether you're, a, you know, a buy and hold, Warren Buffett, hold it forever and you know, value type trader versus a scalper, which would be the other end of the that spectrum. You need to know which one you are, design your systems around that and understand what your expected value is and your expected value is going to be how much are you winning per trade and what is your win rate and what is your average loss you know if if, if you're a 50-50 trader win if your win rate is 50% you have to be better than 1.1 1. 1 to 1 or you won't break even
0: yeah, you you want yeah, at that point you need to have your winners win more than your losers lose. Right.
1: So 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 essentially what I'm saying is like I'm not interested in teaching you what expected value is. I have some advanced concepts of expected value that we could probably talk about. But if you want to trade and if you're a beginner, go learn what the crap expected value is and don't even try to trade until you have the right mental approach, which you probably don't. So you should be asking about that before you're asking about Hey, what's a moving average crossover? Like, you don't need to ask that question. You need to ask the mental approach question first. That, really that's the hit best me ad- with
0: my old strategy, man.
1: That, that, that that's the best advice I could give a uh, someone who's a beginning trader. Not that that's your audience or anything, but uh, God, it, no, it, my it,
0: audience one thousand percent is going to be newer traders. Okay, so so for all
1: of you who are new traders, mental approach comes before everything thought precedes motion it'll make your life easier if you fix that first and here's the dirty truth uh you need to fix it because you suck like yeah, you're not <laughs> wrong
0: i i hit, and that's something to where you when you said it with the uh dunning kruger curve um i think everybody hits that like top point that uh what is it called the mount, mount
1: stupid Stup- mount stupid yeah i was at the top of mount stupid and most people fall all the way back to zero, the you know the valley of death. Yep. and I I managed to have like a life stop loss that kept me from losing all of my money back.
0: Yeah, I mean I hit it. I got uh, lucky. I got lucky. I I so I'll I'll say same. I hit it. I had a uh, I turned five hundred into five thousand. I was like I'm the best trader in the world. I'm the next Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a millionaire. Uh, three trades later, my account size was two grand. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's there... let's
1: add another comma to the, my Ooh, story.
0: I'm good. Um, that's, that's soul yeah. crushing.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was it was quite a roller coaster. Um, I mean, and then you know it, it affected my personal life, and you know I'm happily married at this point, but it's it yeah, dude, it, it affected everything. Like you know, I had all of the psychoses you would imagine that would go along with that. And that's why I say you need to learn how to subvert your ego and subvert cognitive bias before you need to learn how to do that before you ever even consider trading as something that you're interested in. Um, You know, otherwise go hire a really well-respected financial advisor and take their advice. Yeah. Just, I, just, I absolutely just do agree. that. Um, so there, there's, there's that. All right. So now I'll give you the, uh, again, I'm I feel like I'm kind of running your show here. I, hey, no,
0: please uh, do. Please do. I'll sit in, back.
1: Interrupt me, yell at me, tell me I'm stupid, do whatever at any point.
0: I don't think um, I can call you stupid when I see you posting profits that you post.
1: I don't ever post the numbers. Uh, I just post the chart every once in a while. Um, yeah, you
0: post a chart and I can easily tell when you're getting in and out. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you can go uh, in with one share and the percentage gain you make on that one share still.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So here's the deal. Um, You know, the penny stocks are alluring, and and now I'm going to focus on like the you know 23 weeks ago, let's call it my Corona trading career. Um, The the penny stocks or micro caps or small caps or whatever you know anything under ten dollars, it's alluring because you can buy a lot of shares. So if you catch you know the the diamond in the rough and it moves up five dollars and you own. 1,000 shares for, you know, say a 1,000 bucks or 500 shares. You, you get the math. It's a 1,000 times five. You just get yeah. five grand. And, and the way those micro cap stocks move is that that can happen in 30 minutes. You know, right when the market opens, that can happen. That's cool. I've had a couple of those that, that were, you know, percentage-wise, giant gains. The, the, the problem is with, with penny stocks, is that there's no way to really mitigate your risk. Because all of a sudden, you run into problems with float, and I'm sure, you know, go Google what float is, if you don't know what that is. Um, You run into the problems with float, and then there's no one there to buy you out of your position if it goes against you and you get this massive slippage. So, you know, if you're trying to protect your account and you're using, you know, a traditional 2% max loss type rule, and then you get slipped 25 cents on a penny stock, guess what? That's way bigger of a loss than you calculated for because of the slippage.
0: Oh, Um, for sure there.
1: And we've all had that happen. If you've messed with micro caps, you know, I've, I've been slipped a dollar on a short on a small cap stock before. Like what the crap is that? Well, it's nobody's fault. It's not your servers. It's not your broker's fault. It's not the exchanges fault. The, the, the problem is there was no one there to buy it. They were all gone. Um, And that can happen in an instant on a micro cap stock. Yeah. It's Um, all
0: supply and demand.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, so I've developed some strategies and rules to to deal with that. Um, So yeah, the, the, the gains of a, you know, a runner in this biotech world, that that's been pretty easy to find, you know, you just, you could even a non-pharmaceutical company could add the word biotech to
0: their m- look Kodak just did it they, yeah, they like their camera Kodak company did. went bitcoin and now they're a covid company so
1: yeah so i mean like it, yeah it, it's fake news and i don't mean that in a a political sense it's 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 not as good of news as it looks like because of the headline and and you know, it's not sustainable. Like you don't want to get stuck holding, uh, you know, some of these biotech companies. You're you're not investing in those long term. You're trying to invest in them for thirty minutes max. Um. So I, I fell out of love with penny stocks and you know the biotech, you know the the news catalyst type, small and micro cap. I fell out of love with those because you can't really manage the downside uh, too well. Uh, I do have a strategy that would be interesting for a beginning trader. If you only bought stocks between like 75 cents and $2 and just treated it like an option where you'd buy as many shares uh, as you could afford, assuming that it was going to go to zero. And when I say afford, I mean, if it went to zero, you wouldn't lose more than 2% of your account.
0: Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from.
1: So, you know, let's say you have a $10,000 account. 2% 2% of that would be So you grab
0: 2,000 shares of a dollar stock.
1: Oh, that that would be 20%. So you you don't only get oh, to buy want... two, 200 yeah. shares, right?
0: Yeah. So
1: if you bought a stock that was a dollar, I would only allow you to buy 200 shares and just say, you know what? It might go to zero. I think it's a super conservative way to make sure you never lose more than 2% of your account. Uh, And if it happened to be a runner, fantastic.
0: Now, would you set a price target during that? Like, well, yeah, so uh,
1: you know, well, sure. Like, you know, if if you're willing to lose two percent, you should be willing to gain two percent. So, if it went up two percent, you you know, you could put a stop loss in or something at two percent. So,
0: okay, I get um, I get what you mean.
1: And I don't—I don't mean a two percent gain. I mean a a two percent of your account gain. So you know, if you had a two hundred shares of a one dollar stock on the ten thousand dollar account, you would need it to get to four hundred dollars. I mean that's rough math, but you yeah. would need it to get to, you know, a two hundred dollar gain before I'd tell you to stop out or you know start trailing. Uh, yeah, And what's interesting about this idea is you don't ever have to sell it. You can just say, you know what? It didn't run up today like I thought it would. But no matter what I do, I won't lose more than 2% on this trade. So I'm just going to own these now. So it's a way to play penny stocks. And you never have to stop out.
0: You Unless only- the thing bankrupts.
1: Well, yeah and then who cares you just lost 200 bucks it doesn't yeah, matter
0: you're not wearing at that point
1: yeah right so so imagine you did that with 10 different biotech stocks you picked 10 of your favorite news you bought and say they were all about a dollar you bought two hundred dollars worth of each one so that's ten now you've spent two thousand dollars so you've got twenty percent of your ten thousand dollar account exposed if one of them went to $7, that's a $1,400 gain. And then if the rest of them never went to zero, you just made money on your 10 position size idea. And there's no time frame on that. You can hold it for months.
0: Yeah, no, there's no, like you said, treating it as an option. There's no expiration date.
1: You know, th- th- there was a there was a biotech company Ibio that was like less than a dollar.
0: I know Ibio. I know Ibio I know I real well. It, it, it went to seven dollars, man. Yeah. But like, if you played it the day
1: that like you know all of the gurus said to play it, you didn't make a dollar. You lost money. I made it like had, twenty if cents. If you had, if you had held your you know two hundred shares, you'd have gotten to sell it at five, six, or
0: seven dollars. Yeah, no, I, I, it's definitely, you more want to almost say paper trade this type thing or get like, no, you don't
1: need to paper trade it. You don't need to paper trade it at all because no matter what happens, the worst case scenario is you're going to lose 2% of your account on each position. But how many of these positions actually ever go to zero? None of them will maybe one of them. So you're not actually risking 2% of your account on each trade. You're risking maybe 1% or a quarter of a percent. Like you're going to be able to get out for a much smaller loss than a 100% loss
0: of that capital.
1: Yeah. And this is not financial advice. I am not your financial <laughs> advisor. I don't have, it's not legal for me to give you advice. But if somebody, I would be, I would be, you do whatever you think is good for you. This would be something I would never even consider paper trading because it's foolproof. Like your downside is calculated. The Yeah, you, you have do. a set risk. You know, and the, the the that's just a quick beginning strategy that I think, I, you know, I wish I had done that 23 weeks ago.
0: Especially in the market that was happening.
1: I mean, I, I would have made, I would have made what three thousand percent on IBIO. I don't know, ten thousand percent on SRNE. Um, there's a shipping company that had something to do with biotech, SBGX or whatever the crap it was. I don't remember. Like, they went from seventy-five cents to seven dollars or seventeen dollars or some. Like, you'd have hit the you'd hit the home run on at least one of them.
0: Yeah, you would. You would have been Walking out of that comfortably in profit, even if all the other ones failed.
1: Right. So treat it like an options strategy is basically what I'm saying there. But the trick, the trick to it is, just assume it's going to go to zero and don't bet more than that.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, okay. The strategy there, it's something I use with options in the sense of, I'm going to grab this. Here's my thesis behind it. I know I'm risking. x amount of dollars however much the contract costs Mm -hmm. and if a contract works in my favor and it hits my price target cool i get out if it doesn't eh, i i was willing to risk this yeah right and and it works
1: yeah and i think i think because of of the volatility of of penny stocks like how much you know you can have a penny stock go from one dollars to from one dollar to twenty dollars like it seems to happen all the time um they they act like options yeah, in their yeah. percentage gains. So you could just, you know, you could do it. You could shoot. You could do this strategy with options and make even more money if it was an optionable micro cap, which is rare.
0: But yeah. They have oh, it. you also want like open interest on the option too. Right. So,
1: yeah. So I fell out of love with penny stocks because, um, They seem highly manipulated to me, and it's hard to manage the downside. At least the way I was doing it, you know, I I was, I was relying on being stopped out where I wanted to get stopped out, and I mean, it was better than fifty percent of the time. It was a twenty cent, fifty cent slip on my stop. Like you can't manage your money like that.
0: You also have, and especially in the small caps, you have uh, stop hunting algos.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, it's tough to beat
0: the bots. It's
1: tough to beat the bots on the penny caps. Um, you know, so from there, I uh, crossed paths with a uh, a wonderful lady uh, who was actually my babysitter 30 years ago. She is a Forex trader, turned into options trader. We haven't talked in 30 years, uh, but our parents still talked, and my mom had mentioned to me that she traded and I was like yeah whatever everybody trades but then I kind of hunted this down a little deeper and she's killing it you know she she had turned a $5,000 account into like $50,000 in like 3 weeks that's, uh,
0: that's impressive
1: trading options and so I reached out and was like hey I need help um I think I've, I've I'm nailing my technical analysis at least for the most part I know it need to get better but like uh, you gotta help me with this option stuff. And I had previously traded commodity options and whatnot um with a little bit of success. I uh, probably break even on that overall several years ago. Um, so she helped me out with some options and we traded together for a couple weeks and I did really, 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 really well uh with her. Um this this is, you know, so no, now we're at week. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, say we're about eight weeks into it. And just because of the way my account is growing, uh, I, I know that I can pull this off for a career now. Yeah. Like, eight, eight weeks into my Corona trading career, like it's becoming more and more apparent to me that, you know, I can make more money doing this than I've done with golf for sure. Or, or, you know, with anything else really. Um, um, I I do have to give Dr. Barry Burns of top dog trading a shout out. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's where I learned the bulk of my technical analysis. It's, it's, it can be cumbersome. Uh, but I would say about the 10th time through each one of the videos, It'll start to make sense, and you'll be able to – and it's not because he's not a good teacher. It's just because it's the, – the dollar – as he would say, the dollars are in the details. Uh, I know a lot of people that have taken his classes and kind of punted on it because it, it just – it seemed like too much maybe. I don't know why they punted, but that stuff works, man. It absolutely works. Uh, I would recommend that to any anybody who wanted a, a deeper technical training. His programs are amazing uh again
0: it can be cumbersome um
1: but, oh, so yeah.
0: we'll we'll go in with uh we'll, I'll slightly steer this and we'll go in with um you know there are millions of courses out there on trading mm-hmm. um and I think it comes down to sure some are going to be scams, but does the course provide enough experience so on so forth that when you take it and you apply it does the course pay for itself in a sense and if that course pays for itself or any course pays for itself then at that point it was a worthwhile thing so if you're getting this course and it's you know working out to the aspect of you're you know using it and you're making all the money on it or making a good chunk of money or even just Mm -hmm. some money enough to pay for it based on that course and I think it's a worthwhile course at that point right? Oh, that's
1: that's a great way to qualify. It. Um you know the, the 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 main thing is that you find a strategy that has a positive expected value and you you master that. You don't need to learn every strategy. You need something that has a positive EV and then do it over and over and over again. Like that's all this is at the end of the day. You yeah. need your own roulette wheel. A plus setups, nothing else. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, if if that's your EV. If, if, if your EV says that you need to have fewer, better trades, then that's what you need to do. Some people's EVs, they just need to trade as much as possible and manage the risk. So yeah, that's I true. Think that, I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, you know, there's always value. You know, if you could clone yourself, uh, short of making an algo, but if you could clone yourself – and traded exactly how you're trading right now, assuming you're profitable, you would make double the money if you could perfectly clone yourself. Or if you could make 10 of you, you'd 10X your money. So more trades is better than fewer trades. I think all of the instructors out there, uh, even some of my mentors, you know, the cliche thing is more, better trades. I couldn't disagree with that more. I think you need to make, uh, I'm sorry, the The cliche thing that most gurus say is fewer, better trades, and they 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 say that over trading is a mistake. I could not disagree more. I think you need to trade as much as possible. You need to trade as many trades a day as possible. You, uh, in the time that you have allotted to trade, yeah, you should be trading literally every single thing that comes across your screen that matches your rules.
0: And so I think that's almost the key takeaway there because as you're saying, don't overtrade or don't, you know, do don't overtrade. That's what people are saying. And you're saying, please overtrade. You're saying overtrade things that hit your criteria to trade.
1: Yeah. So, but I think it's a psychological uh, trick. It's a perception thing. Um, when you tell someone not to overtrade they then create this psychosis about them uh, about having a mental problem with trading oh I'm trading too much so then they qualify every loser as oh I'm just overtrading and they never get and they never get to analyzing that their setup sucks you didn't overtrade your setup actually sucks like but people are quick to blame over trading when that's not the problem at all.
0: Well, so I feel like on that aspect, while that is a heavy thing that people do, I think it comes in and you touched on it earlier, um, journaling your trades with based on your setups. At least that's for me. What I did is I realized this setup's not doing anything for me or I'm, you know, 49% win rate with my winners and losers being around the same. This setup though is a 78% win rate and my right. winners are, you know, 2x or 3x my losers. Mm-hmm. Let me do right. every time I see this, I'm hitting it because 78% of the time I'm a winner.
1: Right. So you're yeah, you're you're clearly approaching, you know, the the business model that trading should be appropriately. Yeah. Uh, trading I, is a I, business
0: I, if you want to do it as a business. If you don't I, want to do I, it as a business, don't go into trading.
1: I, I think what I'm trying to pinpoint here is the the myth of
0: overtrading. And the mental game that comes along with it.
1: Yeah. So it's it's I don't think people quote unquote over trade. I think they gamble. So let's call it what it actually is. You're a degenerate gamble <laughs> yeah. gambler you you're not over you're not an over trader you're a degenerate gambler and you need to design a better system that keeps you from being a degenerate gambler so if i have 200 perfect setups and i only trade 192 of them i made 8 mistakes that day okay so now if i'm trading something that does not meet my criteria I am a degenerate gambler. Yeah. No, so I agree with that's coming. From. We, we we need we need to we need to retire the concept of overtrading and call it what it actually is. People like the juice and most people are prone to degenerate gambling.
0: I I one thousand percent agree with that on that aspect. If you're not trading the opportunities given to you in the market and you're not taking advantage of them, but you're trading something that doesn't work for you and or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's definitely what you uh, uh. You're a gambler, and I think especially now with everything that's happened in the market, and I'll get your opinion on it here shortly. Um, this market has brought in gamblers. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, and, and that that that's you know for the professional traders out there, which I would uh, I'm almost proud to say it, but I, I try not to be proud about anything. Uh I'm happy to say that I would qualify myself as a professional trader at this point. Um, I think, I think the day that you can take money out of your trading account to pay a bill because you've made money would be the day you could call yourself a prof- professional trader. Uh, and, and I'm pretty far past that at this point.
0: Um nah, that's definitely a good thing. So, um, all right, so uh,
1: again, this is your show, so stop me, interrupt me, do whatever. Um, sorry so, about the dogs barking in the background there.
0: It's but, okay. Um, I love dogs, so this is perfect. I have no <laughs> issue with this. If any 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 listener has an issue with some dogs barking in the background, they can leave. Proud, yeah, they're probably they can a leave.
1: degenerate gambler. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, so I want to hit on this whole coronavirus market crash, and you you've hit on it, but what's your opinion of the overall... I uh, the most hated rally in all of market history is, is that's a, a sense... really interesting
1: way to put it the most hated rally in all of market history it depends on what channel you turn it on i guess to get that so I'll, I'll put it this
0: way from a few people i know that are in hedge funds in wall street and have more money than i'll ever look at that they're casually putting in the market mm-hmm. it is the most hated rally in all of history because it has gone to you know, what was that? A 40% drop? Is that what it was? I don't
1: remember what it was. It was pretty significant.
0: A, a large drop in the market to five months later, all time highs. And that is um, what a lot of people in Wall Street were, everybody was expecting another drop back down. And that's when everybody was going to buy into it and then ride it back up. Because throughout history, the market, whether you have a correction, drop, bubble pop, whatever, it always goes back up. Right? Right. Um, so this time, and as you said, whatever channel you want to turn it on, it is the most hated correction in market history in a sense from a large where all the large money where I what I call real money is sitting. Right. Um, so what is your opinion on this?
1: Uh you whatever
0: know, so you want to call it's,
1: it. It's it is what it is. You know, the market tells the story, right? Um there was some chaos in the market for, for some political reasons or for some pandemic fear, right? You know, fear and greed, everybody knows, drives the market. Um, so businesses is shutting down, uh, people not working, um, so on and so forth. Um, but, but the market's going to tell the truth. Hang on just one second. Okay, maybe you can take – that uh, commercial break out of there. Sorry about that. Um, all right. So, um, you know, I, I think all of the political and economic environment that we're in is a lot of, um, what's the word? Yellow journalism, if you will. And, and I'm not making a political statement here. Um, but I would ask you, whoever's listening to this, if you want to know what's going on with the market. Go into the market, like the real market, go to your grocery store, go to, excuse me, you know, go, go to any of these places that are still allowed to do business and just get a feel for it. Like, yeah, some people are hurting, but they're not going out of business, man. Like people are still buying shoes. People are still buying groceries. People are still going to the doctor. uh, People are still buying cars it's it's most people are still working um you know the
0: one of the best ways ever is while we'll say the economy overall might be hurting and small businesses are definitely hurting the stocks that run the market are odds are going to profit during this time frame amazon tesla netflix amd Apple. All, these, Apple, all these tech stocks microsoft they're they're gonna make money during this because everybody's home to work, and they are in a sense what you do when you are at home so
1: yeah no so so you know it's it's we have these dramatic things that happen in the market that that seem so wild, uh but when you paddle out far enough you know if you took the birds eye view of this and and looked at a 20 year chart of the market i mean it was a pretty dramatic pullback that happened pretty quick but like it would barely even stand out on a 20 year chart
0: i mean it, to be fair it looks around the 08 dip and then as, as we know from what yeah, happened to I 08 mean, to 2020 was a uphill climb
1: the 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 pandemic uh environment just like uh, some sort of headline for a biotech company, um, was a catalyst to something the market. It, it was a catalyst and a steroid at the same time of something the market was going to do anyway. The market was going to have a little pullback at
0: some point. It was due for a correction. This just brought out.
1: Well, so so think about it. Like like it doesn't. You can remove the emotions from this one hundred percent if you just think about how profit works or business works, yeah, you know, if, if I have a burger shop and I make a dollar per burger and I sell $100,000 burgers or no, I'm sorry. I sell 100,000 burgers. That's a hundred thousand dollars of profit. Cause I make a dollar per burger. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take the money out of the bank account and go pay some bills at some yeah. point. That's what this is. So there's, there's giant hedge funds and mutual funds that had to, at some point, liquidate some of their Apple position or liquidate some of their whatever position to maintain the allocation of their fund. Yeah. It, it, and and that they had to sell the stuff that had driven the market so far up. Like, it's not that big of a deal at the end of the day um
0: i guess i in my opinion the whole shutting down made it apparent made almost those hedge fund people have emotions when they're taking that money out and i think everybody was trying to buy the dip and you can never buy a dip perfectly and then everybody was some
1: people some people you know i'm sure there's some people that you know caught the the shooting if
0: you, star. If you caught um, the bottom, congratulations. I didn't. I, I had. <laughs> I. I did well. My biggest accomplishment out of all this is I have two hundred shares of Boeing at ninety-five dollar average. Wow, good for you. I. I was willing to risk it going well down to fifty, but it's Boeing, so I got in. Um, so there's
1: there's one stock that I did catch the bottom on, um, and and I'll leave out. Some of the details, let's just say uh, I risked something that I live in on it, the whole thing. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I I you caught the bottom. I I went from basically no debt to debt and risked all of it. Um, So on a stock energy transfer, it has a – I think you've seen me talk about it in the Discord group maybe. Um, they energy transfer pays $1 and 22 cents per share per year. And they pay that out quarterly. So,
0: Oh God, that's, I, I definitely know dividend and dividend investing. And if you caught this thing back at $12,
1: Oh no, 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 no. So energy transfer, $1, 22 cents per share dividend per year. I own most of my position at below five dollars.
0: Oh okay. You you so, caught a
1: legitimate bottom. So well let's say between three and I well three fifty and four fifty is where I bought most of my position. And then I sold uh quite a bit of my position uh it's house money at this point. Yeah. Um I sold most of my position at almost ten dollars.
0: So even if we take a high aspect of an average of four to ten, you made six dollars per share.
1: Six dollars per share with this nice guarantee. Because of that dividend, I was going to make all of my money back in about four and a half years anyway.
0: Wow, you had a insane return it's, on investment there. It's the biggest.
1: It was at at the time that I bought it. It was like a twenty five percent dividend based That's... on the price of the stock.
0: Crazy considering I look for 5% dividends as like exactly what I want. You should go look this up because
1: it's any, any anything below $7 is a legitimate, um, again, not your advisor. No, 18% dividend yield
0: dollar 22 annual. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They've never lowered it in the history of the business. And this year, which was the worst year for a pipeline, uh, MLP type business, uh, ever, they still covered the dividend by over a dollar and a half per share.
0: That's respectable as a company, other company CEOs and financial people, please take note. Yeah.
1: So they have a lot of debt, but it's all long, long term and it's all accounted for. Um, and, um, this needs to be said loud and clear. For anybody who dislikes energy transfer, because they, you know, listen to Jim Cramer or something, who's a really smart guy. Um, but there, it's <laughs> if any of their customers default on their contracts, no big deal, because now they own the product because they hold the customer's product. <laughs> wow, they're a, they're a transportation company, and. If you are moving oil through pipeline, where is your oil? It's in their pipeline. If you can't pay your bill, guess who now owns your oil? Not you. They do. That's a They actually plan. They actually make more money, at least in theory, if their customers go bankrupt.
0: Yeah. Because then they sell the customer's product at market price, which they got. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so there you business have business model right there. Yeah, that, that's a good one. That, that
1: that's that's the one position I have open right now that I'll probably hold for at least five years.
0: No, I, that's that's I, honestly on the dividend reinvestment that you're gonna get or dividend payout alone, it's fine. Like yeah, yeah, an eighteen percent dividend yield is really, really up there. Yeah, and they've never
1: lowered it ever. So. Um so I think it's pretty interesting. So so yeah, there's that. I, I, we're probably a little off topic here. Is is there anything specific you want to uh want me to rant about because I could do this for 12 hours.
0: Uh so we'll take a say 10 minute rant on why large cap stocks for day trading.
1: Okay, very interesting. So the the size of my account, um you can probably figure it out. I don't like to talk about the numbers, but you can figure it out
0: uh with the enough size to, of my account. enough to day trade apple
1: yeah so with the size of my account using margin like it's all I'm maxing out my margin
0: um so 4 to 1 you trade on thinkorswim correct i'm not i'm not even
1: sure what it is but i know that i can buy 3000 to 3500 shares of apple okay fair um so that that's where i'm at with with the size of my account. And by the way, it that that's where it's gone in 23 weeks starting with with less than 20,000 in it. Um so that's cool. Um, uh yeah. So let's just say that 1% a day of your account value would be amazing and I'm doing much better than that. Um That's not a, that's not a brag. Uh, that's with a huge dose of, I've gotten a little lucky. I understand that. I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. Um, all of my focus is on building a better system and a better mental approach. Um, and that will take care of any of the previous mistakes I made because of where I was on the Dunning Kruger curve. Uh, I am no longer at, you know, in the Valley of death where I realize I'm an idiot. Um, I'm on the slow climb back up to expertise, and I'm doing it the right way this time. Go learn the Dunning-Kruger effect. Figure out where you are, and you can learn how to monetize where you are. It's very important to know where you are on the Dunning-Kruger curve. So why mega cap stocks is the question. So I switched off of options to trading mega caps. So when I started, uh, when my first little brief mentor my ex babysitter was teaching me about options. We were trading, you know, mostly the thing stocks, we were trading options, covering the thing stocks, which okay. would be a, which is a somewhat inexpensive way to cover mega caps. If you don't have the equity in your account. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you get that right. Like um, for for sure.
0: You're in a sense trading them, but so, not trading share yeah. size. You're trading an option contract.
1: Right. You know, cause you can buy, you get the math. So, you, yeah. if you can't afford to buy a lot of shares of Apple, you're better off trading the option, uh, especially if you're a very short term type trader. Um, and there's some cool things with options you know, you can't lose more than the premium and all that kind of stuff. So, there's some fail safes cooked into option trading that I yeah. really enjoy. Uh, but what I don't like about options, and the reason I made the leap to using margin um, to trade. Now, you can make more money trading options uh, because they move a little faster. They move kind of like a penny stock.
0: That was what I was going to ask you is what made you go from instead of trading options and just sizing in with more contracts to trading share size? It's
1: it's I'm limiting the upside. Like I'll raise my hand and tell you that the what I'm doing right now is limiting the upside of how much I could make. But I'm not interested in how much I can make. I'm more interested in knowing exactly how much I will lose when I'm wrong.
0: Okay. Uh, And
1: and I think everybody needs to write that down somewhere. Um, I switched from trading options of mega caps to trading the mega caps on margin because I can more precisely execute my trade. Uh, And when you're trading a... If when you're trading Apple, there's very little to no slippage, at least relative to the you know four hundred and fifty dollars that Apple is, or five hundred today. Five
0: hundred,
1: um, yeah, made it all the way to five hundred, and I was in at about four eighty seven.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a... yeah, that was cool.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, that happened today, I think. Yeah, I've got the picture. Uh, all right, so anyway, um, I switched. I enjoy how fast you can execute the sale of a stock versus the sale of an option. Uh, now, some of that is my failure because I'm, I'm now, again, I'm relearning that, oh, I could have done it. You can actually move the option chain into your active trader on Thinkorswim. Yeah. And now you can trade it just as fast as you could stocks. So I'll probably be going back to options soon.
0: Well, so with that, and for anybody who doesn't know options, you are hoping, and it's the same with stocks, but you're hoping somebody will buy it at the price you're setting it for. So there's a bid and ask spread with options. Right, right, right. And depending, it can be very large and variable, like variance, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um. But you, in a sense, I mean, you could have a bid-ask spread be a few dollars on the stock if it gets to that point too.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so it's speed of execution is why I switched, uh, to off of options to, uh, trading the shares on margin. Um, now I will say that i have I call it my mom filter. Um, you know, everybody's got this scanner and everybody thinks they're going to find the needle in the haystack with some fancy scanner. Um, you know, and they do all this research on float and, you know, the, whatever. You know, they, they design all these fancy scanners to try to find a stock that's going to move. Yeah. Or that has interest. So my mom filter is... My mom's not an investor. She's a <laughs> wonderful lady. But if she has not heard of the business, I should probably not be trading it. Okay. So So what that does is it guarantees that there will be liquidity for me.
0: Yeah. When I'm trading. You're trading those. um... I'm
1: throwing out every single business that my mom has not heard of. Which means that everybody has heard of it. Which means that there will be at least one idiot there to buy something from me if I need to get out of it. So there's that the second fail safe that this mom filter brings in is that if i make every mistake in the book and somehow turn a day trade into a swing trade it's not that bad to hold apple overnight at the end of the day like no. it's it's not going to zero man um and neither is facebook or netflix or etsy or you know some of these giant tech they're not going to zero
0: yeah no they'll be you know but
1: if you get if you get stuck in ino overnight it legitimately could go to zero tomorrow
0: it's very true
1: so there's that you know in the worst case scenario where i become uh, i go from a trader to an investor i'd be somewhat okay holding apple for a couple days on margin you're you're
0: holding a stock that's has value in it
1: now. Now the the margin would cost me two hundred bucks a night, but like I'm pretty sure it'll swing back up in my direction in ten days. So that's two grand to have it swing back up to break even. So it's just another way to almost guarantee that I'll never lose more than two percent of my account. Yeah, you You're, know, uh... even if that means I don't get the trade for two weeks because I got stuck in something on margin. Like, okay, so what?
0: Well, you're still holding your expected
1: value, right? Right. Yeah. Like, well, you know, the the worst thing that would happen is I wouldn't get the trade for a couple days, waiting for it to go back up to my break even or whatever. Um, you know, that that's a gamble as well. But I'm pretty sure I could, you know, with everything else going on in my life, I can afford 100 to 200 bucks a night um to wait for apple to become a profitable trade again if i screwed everything up
0: uh, along with that like you said it's something you heavily hit on during this it's going to be within your expected value for a loss you're going to have that calculated versus what you want to break even or a win right
1: yeah 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 so yes yes um you know just just last i think it was monday was it monday I think it was Monday. So, Monday, I got stuck in an Amazon trade because of all the crap that was happening with Thinkorswim. Yep. Um, I flattened it for a profit on my screen and everything looked normal. I picked up my phone, like walked outside, grabbed the phone call. And then, while I was on the phone call, I pulled up my swim app and I see that I'm still holding. 150 shares of Amazon on margin. I'm like, what is this? So I tried to flatten it from my phone. Couldn't. Because some people's apps weren't even working. So I get back inside, call them. I'm on hold. I'm blowing them up on the support chat. And I'm like, y'all need to fix this. And y'all owe me about five grand right now. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, no, never. Like we don't see the order. I'm like, well, no shit, you don't see the order. It apparently didn't go through because you're having connectivity issues on your end. Now, I normally screen cap stuff. This would be the one time I didn't. So I couldn't prove that I was right. So I just had to take it on the chin there. I ended up with like a $1,000 loss. Now, I wish they had said uh I was able to close it out after hours so okay. that I didn't so so that I didn't hold it overnight this would have been the one time I needed to hold it overnight cuz I would have made about 20 grand on that trade it opened up like $40 up
0: oh so I mean you were trading it that day for a reason so yeah uh
1: and you know normally what I would do at the end of the day on these uh now anyway I've I've started implementing this in the last couple of weeks so if I'm in a trade at the end of the day that you know is near break even or whatever and I still think it's going to work I'll close out my position in the last 10 20 30 minutes and open up an option trade.
0: Okay. I'm okay so to you...
1: hold, I'm okay to hold an option overnight. I'm not okay to hold stock on margin overnight. Okay. So I'll turn a you know a power hour trade into a swing by switching from shares on margin to an overnight option. So yeah, I think the take home there is um, awareness and my mom filter. Um, the mom filter is a funny way to say there's not many people on the planet who have not heard of Facebook, Amazon. Apple, Netflix, Google, Tesla, Microsoft, Disney, um Target, Walmart, like yeah, these the stocks mega, that are
0: in the in the indexes. These
1: mega cap stocks. Now now for for people looking for a $10 move, you get a $10 move on Apple or Netflix every day. Yeah. So instead of buying 2,000 shares of a penny stock, hoping for a $10 move, buy 2,000 shares of Apple on margin, and you'll get your $10 move. It's only like a percent of what Apple is anyway. So yeah. instead of needing a 5,000% move on your penny stock, you just need a 1% move on Apple. So that's the real thing. Now, I get it. You know, some of these warrior trader types or these raging bull types, they're trading. 50,000 shares of something that's moving, you know, 50 cents. That's a lot of money, man.
0: Well, yeah, um, at that point, you don't need a, I mean, for those people, you need, they, they get a five cent move on 50,000 shares, if you're making good money.
1: It, yeah, that's exactly right. So, so in the same sense, in the same sense, I think it's really, really predictable. There's always going to be somebody there to buy it. If, if if I wanted to be a, a scalper in the purest form, and only take like a quarter percent loss or a quarter percent win, you could make five hundred bucks per trade, probably two hundred times a day on a on a mega cap stock like Apple or Amazon.
0: No, you you're could playing do both it. sides, right?
1: I I I don't like to short stuff. I think there's more risk involved with shorting.
0: Stock uh, can always go up. It can only go to zero. Well,
1: yeah, but uh, like uh, it, it, it costs you more when you're wrong when you short. Um, you know, like especially in the worst case scenarios, if you're shorting something on margin and it goes against you, you're fucked, man. Um, way worse than you would be if you were long. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that might get you there.
1: Um. Uh, You know, I'm not I don't I'm not well versed enough in how it all works to explain that. But like you can lose infinity if you're shorting and you're wrong. You can not lose infinity if you're wrong when you're long. Um, Didn't mean to make that rhyme. But, yeah, I I don't like to short. But, you know, if, if the technical analysis sends me that direction. I will now you explained the shorting strategy pretty briefly. Uh, over some text messages it, it, that was fascinating to me now one tendency i have that i think is not tendency that i have one uh myth that i think exists in the market is that stocks will fall faster than they will go up
0: so i don't agree. you don't, don't believe in they take the stairs up and the elevator down
1: uh I, no I don't, I don't i don't i think that that i think that implies that gravity matters for the price of a business and it doesn't um it doesn't like that is a human construct um that is uh, it's a myth we think that's true because a, a plane will fall out of the sky faster than it will get to flying altitude right yeah um But that's not what just because up on the two d chart is price increasing does not mean it's subject to gravity like it's a myth stocks go just as fast up as they do down just as slow down as they do up um and if it when you realize that gravity does not actually affect those little graphical candles on your screen, uh you will realize that. They don't go down faster than they go up, and they don't, you know, <laughs> no, it, it, you know, it can fade in either direction as, and it can plummet just as fast as it can skyrocket. Like it's, it's, it's a myth. So get rid of that as an idea. That's only in your head if you believe that.
0: That's a uh, new way that I, I don't think I've ever taken an approach to that, but that's. You know, it's
1: way. it's interesting. It's interesting. This mo- I'm interrupting you, man. I apologize. It's it's interesting because um, I've basically just told you my uh, autobiography of trading, and we did not jump into any of the mental approach that I think is the most important stuff.
0: Um, well, I, look, there is no time length on this podcast. I'm I'm not going to stop if you want to go into your autobiography, which I think is very interesting. Coming for a new trader to come and listen to this. You went over the highs and lows of trading. You went over going from small caps, options, futures, now day trading large caps to possibly going back to day trading options on large caps. I, th- I think that's something that is needed. Oh, okay. You're going to hit crypto anytime soon also? Oh, yeah. I'm deep in crypto right now. Okay. Well. We just hit every market that I know of. Nailed it. <laughs> Um, Crypto,
1: uh, bit, Bitcoin's going to thirty thousand, man.
0: Oh Jesus! All right, to be fair, you have Dave Port and I, Davy Day Trader, backing you, so it'll happen. The man doesn't <laughs> asteroid, lose.
1: Asteroid Gold, man, that guy's a legend.
0: He it, he doesn't lose. I don't understand how, but he doesn't. Um, he's just a he's just
1: a linear thinker, man. He he thinks something's <laughs> going up for a reason, and it does.
0: So we'll, we'll hit probably the favorite topic that we've even touched on um in this but it is for the new traders is what is EV or expected value and how can someone go into a trade with it
1: okay so i, I i'm i'll give you the baseline the easiest definition that that i we'll can give will start it small
0: and then in your mentor- mentorship is when you go deep into it
1: yeah, sure. So, expected value is, you know, the Google definition or the, you know, the, the what Webster's? is it? the Webster's dictionary definition of expected value that you Google or Yahoo or DuckDuckGo or whatever your fancy is. Um, it's it's a combination. It's a formula that takes into consideration your win rate. Your and your risk reward and after you've done the math on the other side of the equal sign there better be a positive value or you're going to lose money so the, the easiest way to understand this is if your win rate is 50% and your risk to reward is 1 to 1 you will break even minus the juice whatever fees or commission or whatever you have to pay
0: yeah.
1: Um so this is why always think of it in terms of gambling or a casino. So most traders at one point have played poker at a casino. Yes. The, the casino is not making money off of you winning and losing. So they're breaking even on that poker game. Except they have a rake. So they are raking the pot no matter who wins it or loses it each hand the casino makes a fraction of a percent from the pot yeah if they weren't raking the pot they would be losing money because of overhead and paying the dealer on that poker table so for them to have a positive ev on poker they have to rake the pot. Yeah. Does that make sense? So like, I think that's a really, really easy way to think about it. Um, there's a fascinating YouTube channel called trading rush. I've not met this guy, but I need to, he needs to be my friend. Um, one of the first videos he ever did was a Mac D, um, video. And he, he introduces expected value in a really, really subtle, easy to understand way. I, I, any beginning trader out there needs to watch Trading Rush's MACD video a hundred times.
0: <laughs> so, with expected value, what you're saying is take win loss and how much you make or lose in the trade mm-hmm. and find out if you're profitable or not with whatever strategy you're trading for that
1: that's exactly correct now you have to be very careful when you're calculating your ev your ev doesn't mean anything at all if you are breaking your rules
0: so when i said that it per strategy is what i would say right yeah so if, if i have a long bias and a short bias strategy i need to take those into separate accounts
1: you would have a different EV for both of them. And then an overall EV for all of your strategies combined.
0: And then if I break rule, that does not count my EV for that strategy because I'm not following a rule. Now given
1: enough time trading enough seat time and enough days, weeks and months and years trading, you can calculate your mistakes into your EV. Now that's a really powerful thing to figure out. Um, but it's just better not to make the mistakes so you get a true e. v.
0: and then with that, and what I guess our final topic here would be is uh how important in trading is your mental game
1: It's the only thing that really matters at the end of the day um it's you know uh how, how to think of it in terms of i'm I'm also writing a book it, it it's a two year project. But um, I'll share at least one of the things from the from the book. I interviewed a, uh, a spine surgeon, neurosurgeon, orthopedic surgeon. Um, I interviewed him specifically about his pre surgery routine, uh, and he said almost casually that his pre surgery round or his pre surgery routine um, starts the day before. So he's planning his surgery days let's at least a day but let's just say days in advance uh and some things that that he mentioned uh and another trading mentor of mine um another good youtube channel is action threshold software uh i highly recommend that for people um they've got some really cool stuff over there but um it, the day before you plan on trading imagine if that were you going into a mission to save your kids or your country or to go uh do surgery on somebody who might die what would you do the day before if you had to be a doctor tomorrow or planet special, special ops, you know, Marine guy or, you know, whatever. Like, what would you do the day before? Well, I can tell you a couple of things you would probably do. And I, again, this has come from some of my mentors. I'll introduce them at some point. You, you wouldn't hang out with negative people who were manic and distracting you. You probably wouldn't drink. You would probably try to get a good night's sleep. You would probably eat something clean that was good for your brain. Uh, you might exercise a little bit. You would study whatever you know paperwork or data you needed to study the day before. You would you, you would you would build some sort of routine to make it a more high probability situation for tomorrow for you to have success in whatever it was you needed to do. Uh, Agreed. Most. Most people who are trying to day trade don't start their preparation until 10, 15, 30 minutes before the bell. You've already lost if that's what you're doing. Your system and your strategy is not good enough over time to sustain that if that's all you're doing. Trading is really hard. It is an honor to trade. Plus, you got to deal with assholes like me who are starting their preparation the day before.
0: Weeks I, before. I, I fully and guess agree what? with this.
1: guess what? If you're not doing it, beginning trader or advanced trader who's listening to this, I'm going to take your money. So get that in your head. This is a hard, hard thing that we're doing. It is an honor and a blessing to even have the opportunity to try to trade don't take it for granted uh or you'll lose your money and you won't get to do it anymore
0: so so, so your for all of this your mental game is you treat trading like a surgeon treats surgery you are prepping well in advance to, so when that moment comes when you click a buy or you click whatever you're already ready to go in mind with a plan. Uh,
1: in general, most people who are preparing for something are preparing for what happens if everything goes perfectly. Yeah. And I, and I think it was a, uh, you know, a good buddy of mine, Dr. Lon Barone, uh the, the, the spine surgeon, he introduced a book to me called uh, atomic habits. I think it's james clear and there's another one uh ego is the enemy it's ryan holiday uh, i think it was james clear who said you fail or you fall to the level of your systems so when you fail you need you will fall to the level of your system now let me explain that in detail as a surgeon when something goes wrong and he fails he still needs to have a successful outcome of the su- with the surgery and not, you know, paralyze his patient. He needs his patient to be happy in a couple weeks because it was a successful surgery. So when something goes wrong and you're a spine surgeon, the failure needs to be this patient's still going to have a great outcome. Yeah. When you fail in trading, you need to only fail to a predetermined level for some people that's break. Even there are legitimately traders out there that don't take losses, hundred percent win rate, But but a fail for them is breaking even. That's an amazing system they've developed. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody's actually 100%, but let's say 95%, uh, to make it more believable. Um, so when i lose a trade when i screw every
0: single thing up
1: i need to only lose two percent of my account value
0: yeah so you're you're saying that your mental game holds you as a person and your emotions in check to respect whatever your stop is
1: that's that's exactly that's exactly right um Now, you know, money is just money at the end of the day. I don't have somebody's life on the line. Um, So if you need to change your perspective to make trading more important, to actually motivate you to build the proper daily routine, um, maybe you losing money on a trade might not kill somebody, but it's going to affect your life in in a dramatic way. Who's in a good mood after they have a losing day? No one no one unless unless all of their focus is on building a better system because at that point they're gonna analyze their system instead of the loss of the day
0: I think and so with that statement that also comes with uh your mental game and how you look at a loss. I know for me when I started you know if I lost say a hundred dollars I was like oh man that's that's a good chunk of money but when I started looking at oh well why did I lose this and what did I go in with this trade what was my strategy for this and realizing that that strategy is a bad trade then I'm like I don't need to do this anymore I shouldn't lose money on this anymore
1: the emotional value in a win or a loss uh I've seen, and personally, this has been a big mistake of mine that I've made in the past. So you have that, you know, you have that day where you make I don't know, the numbers are again the numbers are am- ambiguous. Let's say you had your best day ever and made three thousand dollars today, day trading, and, and you know your chest is all puffed up and your head's all swollen, and you know you feel like you're king of the world. You made three thousand dollars today, so you feel good and you feel prideful. And then you show up the next day and lose four thousand. So well what what happened?
0: You, go. you had
1: that you had that great day, right? And if part of your system isn't going through all of your notes and setups and charts at the end of the day, you're gonna think you're smarter than you are on your winning days. And the mistakes that you made will cost you money tomorrow. So what I do, and I highly recommend doing this. uh, So I use um, TraderSync for my digital journaling. Same. Uh, I think it's a wonderful uh, platform. There's other really, really good ones, but I like TraderSync and their customer service is really cool. I've actually kind of become buddies with
0: a couple of the guys over there.
1: Um, They should give me some sort of discount code I could give out. Uh, There's a referral link you can set up. Yeah, but I just don't care. Um, So... What I've done with my Trader Sync account, uh, and I may have told you this, but listen to it again because it's worthwhile. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've always handwritten. I have a handwritten journal. Uh, I handwrite m- all of my notes. I print out screenshots of my, the charts that I enter. Um, I, I There's value in in a handwritten paper copy of your journal. But I needed the metrics that you can get from the digital platform yeah. that TraderSync provides. So on accident, um, I I uh, imported. Not on accident. This was very calculated. Let me restart that statement. <laughs> I imported, you know, my twenty three weeks. At, at you know, at the time that I imported it, it was you know fifteen weeks into it. And I was looking at it, and I was looking at all the winners, and I was like, man, I'm amazing at this. I'm the best. Like, I'm going to be a billionaire. And then I went, hold on, Robert. Um, Why don't you do something for me, Robert? (laughs) Okay, buddy. Here we are. I deleted every single winning trade from my digital journal. So I have an accumulation of all of the losses over the last 23 weeks, and that's the only thing I look at on Trader Sync.
0: Yeah, uh, you do know you can just filter by losses. Yeah,
1: you can, but I don't even want the winners there. Okay. I want to spend my time on TraderSync looking at all of my failure.
0: So you know what not to do the next time.
1: Because it's more powerful. It keeps you humble. It tells your ego to go away. You're not that smart. You need to get better at your system so that you can fail better. Now there's a really really interesting curve if you will on my 23 week journal right now. So my the size of my biggest losers has decreased almost in a straight line. So, you know, say my biggest loser was 5% of my account on on day 1. My biggest loser on day, you know, five of week 23, however many days that would be, 200 something days. Um, Is that right? No, 100 100 something days, Uh, 109 days, 110 days, whatever. So, you know, I'm no longer ever losing more than 2% of my account. So my biggest losers has straight line improved because I'm studying my failure so much. And my account is growing much faster, not because my winners are getting better because my losses are getting better.
0: There's that, uh, there's that saying out there, you learn more from your losers than you do from your winners. You do. So and it's so, not in trading. It's in everything. So I opened up a second
1: trader Sync account. Um, that actually has all of my winners and losers. It's like it's a snapshot of actually everything. So I have two separate accounts, one with only losers and one with both. I spend more time looking at the losers than I do on both. But when I am looking at the whole snapshot of everything, I'm going through each trade trying to find the mistakes. And yeah. So instead of, you know, when you have your best day, because it's coming, because every trader has their best day at some point, um, and then they'll follow it up at some point in the future with another best day. That's how this works. At the end of your best day, if you can sit down for 30 minutes after that day is done trading, or an hour would probably even be better, and literally berate yourself for how much money you could have made. If you had not made mistakes, find every mistake in every single trade at the end of that best day. And you'll get better instead of thinking you're smart. You don't you don't need to think you're smart and feel good about yourself. You need to improve your systems, bro, because that's what this is. Because if this was surgery. You need the patient to be able to walk and live a good life afterwards. So treat your trading account the same way. Th- think think of it as a, as a pilot flying a plane. If a pilot fails, everybody dies, man. Yeah. We need for when the pilot fails that you still land the plane safely. That's how good that pilot's checklist and system needs to be. Because people's lives and his own life is at stake. So, uh, okay, so, so th- this is all uh, long-winded a long-winded Gary V statement. Let's just go straight (laughs) Gary V. right? Like, you need to learn to love your fucking failures, man. No, I agree. Um, You're going to... Because you need to stay humble. Because if you aren't humble, the market will humble you. That's what happens.
0: Yes, that's probably the biggest thing out there to say is the market will humble you if you're not going to be humble with it. And I think... For me specifically, uh, the moment I started looking at my losers and my win rate um, is the moment that I changed and became a profitable trader. Right. I, I took more of a look at, oh, well, let me focus on, say, a strategy I used to use, which was the 920 EMA cross. I loved it because in my mind, and by technicals, that's saying short- short-term short and mid-term trend is changing, Right. Mm-hmm. 9 EMA short-term, 20 EMA mid-term, trend is changing. If volume comes in, it should go up, right? Mm-hmm. Well, found out that that was not a profitable strategy. And I wasn't letting my winners win enough, and I was losing more. So I switched to another strategy, and that strategy is consistently more profitable. So, so that's the one you should do. <laughs> that's the one I am doing. Uh,
1: Look, I... Uh, again, you're 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 way past being a beginning trader,
0: uh, but I know where I am on that curve. I'm not at the top. I I got years before I'll get to that point.
1: It, you you need to um take the deep dive on into into MACD. Like it is important, man. Man, I feel um, like it's
0: such a lagging indicator, though. No, it's it's a truly
1: leading indicator when you know how to use it all right Uh, and i'll 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 spend some time with you talking about that in the future if you would like um yes uh
0: i want to learn that's uh, the thing with trading this thing this i will call it a thing is so addicting that I,
1: (sighs) i could literally do this all night Uh, But I know we have to shut this down at some point, but um, a a massively important piece of this puzzle, one that I actually struggle with. Uh, I'm a a little obsessive with things. I'm highly ambitious and competitive and energetic and I uh, I go all in. You know, I'm I'm in the deep end always. Um, That's a flaw. You need to have balance. You need to actually live your life. If trading isn't making your life better, you need to do something else. If, if you can't wait to wake up to apply your system, either you don't actually like trading or your system needs to be better.
0: Um, I think that's, you can say that with almost anything in life is that there's more than outside of your We'll say what it is work, and while everybody says there's you know, if if you're loving what you do as a job, you're not working. There are other things in life, and those yeah. <laughs>
1: um, it it's you know, who are you becoming with your trading as a human being? Uh, Forget about your, you know, your, your account balance for a second. Like if, if if you're not also becoming a better person, don't trade, like go do some miserable job or whatever. That's going to at least give you some sort of financial security. Cause there's only one way to get financial security from trading professionally. And it's, it's, developing and improving your system. What is your preparation? Preparation, 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 preparation. And and you, your system has to lead you into an ego free mindset that allows you to perform. Uh, And it's, man it's it's my favorite thing in the world i like the screen i like the colors i like the charts i like all the indicators and math and the all of it but 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 it's the building a business part of it that i'm really fascinated with and the mental approach and that's what this is about man like so it's mental game mental game mental game mental game mental game and i promise you my mental game is probably better than yours and mine still sucks
0: I I can tell you your mental game is better than mine. I'm still I I still have those emotions that come with a trade win or loss. <laughs> oh no, I mean me. I mean me. I mean me. Trust me. I the way when you talk about these things compared to how I know I talk about these things. And while I am by no means a beginner trader, I have gone through that Kruger curve. I have been at the top of Mount Stupid. I've been in the valley of death. I have almost quit trading a few times. I've blown up accounts. Um, all throughout that time my mental game got more stronger and stronger and stronger. But I am nowhere near a veteran of this community, of this world, whatever you want to call it. But I think what you said in there is something and it will almost end on this. It and it's because there are so many new people in the market right now as there are. The way you want to go into trading is you wanna be profitable. But you cannot sit there and have a strategy that is a failing strategy and not use it. The whole aspect of this podcast is for financial freedom. It, 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 you, you can do whatever you want for financial freedom. If you own a business and it's profitable, great. If you own real estate or you're whatever, great. But I think everybody in the world wants to be financially free at one point in their life. Whether you're 60 and retired or whether you're a 20-year-old and you opened up the next... Gymshark, whatever it is, you want to be financially free. And if you don't treat whatever your goal of that is as a business, then you're not going to get there because if your business isn't profitable, you are not making money and you're not going to be financially free. And, And the way you're coming in and saying this is for trading specifically, if you don't have a positive expected value on your setups that you're using, it's it's not worth it for you to do that. You are going to be a quote unquote not a quote unquote what I'll quote as saying a failure because you're just not profitable. And for any new trader in the market, no matter what you're doing, if you if you want to find those home run winners or whatever, if you want to take one share and dollar cost average into a long term investment, do it. Just make sure that you're you're prepping for it and you have the mental game to say. You know, if I'm losing 5%, I'm willing to lose that because my winners make me 10%. And I have a 2 loss and 1.5 win rate or something like that. And and for everybody to follow through, that's something that I think heavily needs to be hit on for... I, I can't remember what it was, but the statistics were outstanding of how many new retail traders came into the market. If you want to make this a job, understand you're going to have peaks and valleys... But as long as your mental game is strong enough for it, you can come out the other side.
1: No, I don't interestingly enough, I don't really like golf.
0: I'm going to need you to help me fix my drive, by the
1: way. Oh, it's don't get me started on golf. <laughs> um <laughs> Let's just say I broke golf as well. You can oh, hope Jesus hope crap. any of you golfers listen to that. I probably won't teach uh, any of, you know, whatever. That's a completely different conversation for another podcast. (laughs) But um, it's, for starters in golf, like the data will prove, for a beginning golfer, if you can learn how to eliminate the big mistakes, the triple bogeys and the double bogeys, you can improve your handicap almost without gaining anything in skill. Uh, So it's all strategy-based, right? So your your strategy needs to elucidate your maximum loss. You need to know that you're not going to make worse than a triple. Whatever your strategy is, if you don't lose more than 2% on any trade, you can sustain a downturn in your trading style. So I would almost tell you that I think, Your strategy does not matter. There are better strategies than others, but I would almost tell you that your technical analysis and your strategy does not matter as long as you are never losing more than 2% on any given trade. I think you could throw a bunch of crap at the stock market, and if you never lost more than 2% on any given trade, you would never blow up
0: your account. All right. Interesting, I feel like that's not a hundred percent true, but i i one thousand percent agree with realizing what your risk is or what you're willing to risk and only hitting that
1: yeah I, I, th- this this is the theory this is the theory if if when you press you know say you have a long position if when you pressed buy automatically a two percent loss and a 2% gain is where the trade would flatten. At a 2% loss, you would flatten. At a 2% gain, you would flatten. If you, and you said, hey, that color's cool. That's why I'm taking this trade. But at the same time, those orders were put in and you could not change them, I'm pretty sure you would do at least a little better than break even on that.
0: I mean you're cutting out all emotion at that point, there there is no honest to god you, there's no mental I mean, at that point b- just... yeah because
1: because because here's what we know, especially if you used my mom filter as the only thing in your strategy. the stock market over time trends up goes up that's why you could basically randomly click buy and have these impossible to remove stop loss and you know uh, profit profit level you would make money (laughs) it might not be much but that would be a you'd have a positive ev with that especially in this commission free world
0: that we live in (laughs) thank you robin hood
1: it's it's fascinating isn't it um so here's the good news like so we have a whole bunch of new retail traders in the world but I can guarantee you that it's just a group of people who people like me are going to make money off of. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I mean that in the sense that most people, unfortunately are not willing to put the time, effort, dedication and preparation that I'm eager and excited to put in. Uh, so I'll beat them over time.
0: I, I don't know what you're so, saying about that. I shorted the stock. Some dude bought it like $7 and I'm like, Bro, this thing was a failure that day. I'm gonna short it back down to four dollars. And sorry, I just took your money.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's amazing, right? It, it's 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 uh, how do you word it? Like it's it, golf. Like so, the golf the golf example is the same. So the you, you take a snapshot of the PGA, and there's not anybody who's wildly more physically gifted than the next guy. You know, pick two random PGA Tour pros, and they probably are pretty close to the average adult male. Yeah, you know, average PGA Tour golfer. Yeah. You know, Tom. You
0: you could take Tiger Woods and compare him to the 50 best best ranked person. In his time, they're 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 going to be the.
1: You know, Tiger Woods might be a little bit of a physical anomaly, maybe not, but just pick a random person in the top 10 and compare that random person to a random person in the top 50 to 60 or the top 60, like physically there's not going to be that much of a difference, but why do the same general people keep showing up in the top 10, top 20? If it's not a physical thing, what is it?
0: It's mental. They at that point take out what made them a failure and only did what made them a winner.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, they're probably making less mistakes because of strategy in their mental system. So it's, that's what this boils down to. You know, the, the the old, the old thing. I don't know that anybody's ever proven this, but let's just, you know, 1% of traders make money. Right. Is what they said. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know if that's true or not. I've never seen that proven, Uh, but let's just assume it's true. so, and, and, you know, let's say there's only 100 people in the world that trade. That would mean one person out of the 100 was a profitable trader, right? You get the math, like 1 to yeah. 99. Are you telling me that one guy is massively more intelligent than the other 99 or massively faster at clicking a mouse or something? <laughs> like what's what separates the one guy from the other 99? What is it? Like, I, the answer's clear, right? Yeah. Probably his training, probably his preparation. And it all boils down to his system is better than theirs. That's what this is. That's what this is. And I can't, um, you know, the, the recommended books would be um, The Rise of Superman's, a great one by, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Stephen Kotler. Um, ego is the enemy by Ryan holiday. And then atomic habits by James clear. Like if you decided you wanted to be a professional trader or at least learn about trading and trade actively, start with those three books, get some sort of idea on your mental program and then learn what expected value is, which is not complicated, but learning what expected value should take you 15 minutes on a YouTube search. Um, if you just started your trading career with that, you could get to where I am, which is, you know, but not that high of a level at this point relative to some of the traders out there. Um, profit. I am profitable, but you could get to this point. You could become a profitable trader so much faster than other people who became profitable traders if you learned that stuff first. Learn that
0: first okay at this point definitely once you back on the podcast we'll give it a while because i need to learn the whole macd thing first and i need to apply it and i need to because if it's what you're saying it is and i'm just not using it correctly then i'll I'll be uh, as long as my mental games days which think it's going to be only getting better um comfortably profitable at that point where i I can say i'm profitable Mm -hmm. now i'll be comfortably profitable at that point
1: yeah so why don't we um uh this isn't for the entire audience this is just for you jared (laughs) why don't we hop on like a zoom screen share or something uh in the next couple weeks and i'll just well it'll be all about macd i'm
0: down i'm down i'd love
1: i'd I'd love to help you with that because i think it's a game changer man
0: yeah, I'm one thousand percent down for it. Um, so for yeah, the hey,
1: I, I, I I'm tickled pink that you um you invited me to be on this. I I you know trading's my joy in life, other than my dogs and my my wife. At least sometimes, um, <laughs> she's pretty. I mean, she's hot, but she's crazy, man. Um, it's the hot I mean crazy matrix. With, uh, <laughs> I I mean that in the most endearing way possible. She's way cooler than me. Um, but um yeah i'm tickle pink man i love talking about this stuff and hopefully i can help somebody with all my rambling at some point
0: no i like i said the whole podcast's goal is to get people to be financially free in whatever means possible and i i plan to explore as many options that i can get people on here for so i think uh you can thank i get trades or mark for this he definitely told me to reach out to you more I was Yeah, uh, he he's he's a great dude. I really like that guy. He he on he's literally the episode before you, so his episode's released this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yours will be next Sunday.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Um but I think we'll definitely have you back. I wanna go maybe wait until you get out of have your course out for a little or whatever it, it's gonna be. Um and, and I wanna go a little more into I guess your technical analysis. Cause I've seen your charts and they are a thing of <laughs> beauty is what I think I want to call them. <laughs> I, I told Mark, I told Mark he had a cool. lot and, and you have more. So.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that'll be fun. I, I definitely, I think we could dive more into the mental approach. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe this was more introducing me to your audience than anything else. I don't know. Hopefully so I, I think this is smart.
0: introducing two key aspects is that you have to have a mental game and that your profit loss, win rate, expected value of whatever it is needs to be positive or else you will not be sustaining yourself here. And those two key things are something that when I was a new trader, I needed. Yeah. And again, this is for going to be for new traders, but I would definitely love to dive deep into a few things down the road.
1: Uh, I'm all in man. Anything I can do to help you. Um, i'll do it uh, again and, and,
0: i'm going to be coming down to louisiana i need to fix my driver specifically i'm a lefty i slice it as far left as i possibly can i expect you to fix it
1: yeah done that's easy <laughs> that's way easier than trading
0: oh god thank god this is gonna be great i'll be on the pga <laughs> in no time all right buddy look
1: um i'll let you sign us off if you got any closings you know
0: no so um every link for you will be in the description of course this is on youtube any any trading uh not trading podcast platform there is so spotify apple google youtube amazon stitcher so and so forth uh everybody i appreciate you guys for watching this and uh stay safe out there and i'll catch you guys next time